RTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, RTHK has learned that the government is hoping to open the checkpoints at Lok Ma Chau and Man Kam To, as well as the Hong Kong-Macau ferry terminal first, when quarantine-free tr- cross-border travel to the mainland resumes. Hong Kong mourns the passing of the renowned canto-pop composer Joseph Ku, and the accountancy firm PwC says it expects the government to record a budget deficit of $109 billion this fiscal year. RTHK has learned that the government is hoping to open the cross-border checkpoints at Lok Ma Chau and Man Kam To, as well as the Hong Kong-Macau ferry terminal first, when quarantine-free cross-border travel resumes as early as Sunday. Sources say border control points that are already open at Shenzhen Bay, the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge, and the airport will remain in operation, but that Lo Wu and the high speed rail station in West Kowloon will stay closed. Executive Counselor and Commercial Sector Lawmaker Jeffrey Lam says he hopes business travelers will be given priority under the new quarantine free arrangements. He says many are eagerly waiting to travel across the border to handle business matters. But a deputy director of the Community for Communi- Society for Community Organization, C. Lai Shan, said part of the allocation should be reserved for people who want to visit the mainland for family reasons. They should also reserve those, those people for family. They urgently need to visit their relatives or family members in, in mainland China. And for the family uh, uh, categories, uh, important also. Because some of them, for example, they are all parents in mainland. They are saying they need to take care of them and look after them and all their spouse there waiting for family union for years. So there are many urgent matters they, they need to uh, handle with their families. Health officials have reported 16,423 new COVID infections for the day, 401 of them imported. There were 63 additional COVID-related deaths. Hong Kong is mourning the passing of the man who was behind this classic tune. Renowned composer Joseph Ku, who wrote Below the Lion Rock and many other pieces of music that dazzled Hong Kong fans, has died in Canada at the age of 92. His career spanned decades, most notably at TVB, where he composed hundreds of well-known canto-pop and TV theme songs, inspiring generations of musicians and fans alike. Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism Kevin Young expressed deep sadness over Joseph Ku's death, saying he had made important contributions to local pop culture. The culture minister described Mr. Ku's songs as a timeless legacy that has enriched the lives of many generations. And Stephen Chu, a Hong Kong studies professor with the University of Hong Kong, called the composer a trendsetter, saying his work had helped usher in a golden era of canto pop. Mr. Joseph Ku signaled the glorious era of uh, Cantonese pop songs. He made a very important contribution to the rise of canto pop in the 1970s. Actually, before the 1970s, canto pop was kind of marginalized, so to speak, because even Hong Kong people would consider English pop songs or even Mandarin pop songs to be superior to Cantonese pop songs. The image of canto pop changed thanks to Mr. Ku's creative hybridization of different kinds of musical elements. And so I think he became a trendsetter. 
Accountancy firm PricewaterhouseCoopers, or PwC, says it expects the SAR government to record a budget deficit of $109 billion this fiscal year. That would be the second biggest shortfall in a decade. But Agnes Wong, a PwC Hong Kong tax partner, says the upcoming reopening of the border will provide a boost for the economy. Based on the government forecast from 2023 until 2026, Hong Kong will be in surplus situation. With the open up of the border between Hong Kong and mainland China and towards overseas, this situation shouldn't be too much concern for the government. From the project outturn this year, the main revenue of the government will be the profit test and salary test. This represents around 36%. So as long as the economy recover, the profit test and salary test revenue will be increased. And for the weather forecast, mainly cloudy, but with some sunny periods tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 17 and 21 degrees, moderate to fresh to northeasterly winds. The outlook, sunny periods in the following couple of days, mainly cloudy with a few rain patches early next week. Currently, it's 17 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 80%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Local retail sales decreased by 4.2% in November year-on-year, year, snapping two months of growth. The latest government figures show total sales value reached $29.5 billion. A government spokesman said the tightened financial conditions may affect local consumption demand, but that with the relaxation of COVID measures and more visitors expected to come to the city, sales performance may improve in the future. But Retail Management Association Chairman Annie yao isn't as optimistic. She says she doesn't believe sales will be positive in the first half of the year, even with the reopening of the border with the mainland. Secretary, Secretary for Justice Paul Lamb says the government will speed up its work in amending outdated ordinances. Mr. Lamb pointed out that some pieces of legislation introduced before 1997 are no longer applicable, but have not been changed. Frank Jung has more. Writing in the Takung Pao newspaper, the Justice Chief says it's not ideal that those pieces of legislation haven't been updated or amended for 25 years. He says since the end of last year, the Department of Justice has actively studied with relevant policy bureaus more than 70 pieces of legislation that need to be adapted. Mr. Lam says part of the adaptation work will gradually be completed within this year, adding that it will be done with an approach of resolving the simple issues before moving on to the difficult ones. The Justice Minister also warned that even though the SAR has entered a new stage of advancing from stability to prosperity, it doesn't mean national security risks have disappeared. He says some Western countries continue to slander Hong Kong's legal and judicial systems and even maliciously attack court judgments. Mr. Lam wrote, We must not naively think that these malicious acts will decrease or stop. Instead, we must prepare with bottom-line thinking to face attacks that could intensify especially when there will be a number of key national security trials this year. He added that the administration is taking the initiative to tell the true story of Hong Kong's rule of law and legal system as it prepares visits to Europe and Southeast Asia this year. Transport Minister Lam Sai Hung says Japan will further relax restrictions on flights from Hong Kong to the country starting from Sunday. 
Tokyo last week announced that passenger flights to and from Hong Kong, Macau, and the mainland could only land in seven of its airports. Writing on his Facebook page, Mr. Lam said officials had a video conference with their counterparts in Japan today and had been notified of the easing of the rules. He said flights from Hong Kong would be allowed to land in other airports in Japan. He also expressed hope that Japan would scrap all other remaining restrictions. President Xi Jinping has told his visiting Philippine counterpart Ferdinand Marcos Jr. that Beijing is ready to resume oil and gas talks with Manila and handle maritime issues in a friendly and consultative manner. President Xi also said the two countries should increase communication and cooperation in agriculture, infrastructure, energy and culture. The Philippine leader is on a three-day visit to China, during which he also met the head of the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Li Jianshu. Mr. Marcos said his trip is of primary importance to boost bilateral ties. In um, the next few years, we'll build partnerships that will stabilize and strengthen all our economies so that we are able to face the challenges and the different shocks that now we are already beginning to feel and will continue to feel in the next uh, few years. Lawmakers in South Korea have been questioning the decisions made by police officials in connection with the crowd crush in Seoul last October. 159 people were killed. The BBC's Nick Marsh reports. More than two months on and so far no one has been held accountable for one of South Korea's worst ever peacetime disasters. Now, ahead of a long-awaited report, the country's National Police Agency has confirmed that local district authorities, rather than the central or city government, had what they call concrete responsibility for ensuring the safety of the 159 mostly young people who died on a night out. It's a political boost for the president and his cabinet, but will be met with anger by families and political opponents. Myanmar's former religious affairs minister, who has been in prison since a military coup two years ago, has been released as part of a widespread amnesty. Tura Ongko was set free and was set free ahead of celebrations, making 75 years of marking 75 years of independence. His family said he had been suffering from poor health. Russia's defense ministry says officials will be held accountable for mistakes that allowed Ukrainian forces to locate and destroy a temporary barracks in the occupied city of Mikhivka, killing many troops. The ministry's general, Syriokov, said the investigation would bring justice to those responsible. Circumstances of the incident are currently being investigated, but it's already obvious that the main reason, despite the restriction, was that the personnel within the range area of enemy firepower turned on and used mobile phones. This factor allowed the enemy to locate the personnel and launch the missile strike. All the necessary measures are currently being adopted to prevent this kind of tragic incident in the future. Russian military bloggers have criticized the statement on mobile phone use as an attempt to shift responsibility onto the victims themselves rather than errors made by commanders. The ministry has raised to 89 its figure for soldiers killed. Temperatures for January have reached an all-time high in a number of nations across Europe. The BBC's Ina Aslam reports. 
Temperatures in the Netherlands, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Latvia, the Czech Republic, Poland, Denmark and Belarus have broken national records. Thousands of regional and station records have also fallen in Germany, France and Ukraine. But while records are broken all the time, the difference is usually just a few tenths of a degree. Not this time. On New Year's Day, it was 25 degrees Celsius in Bilbao in Spain, 10 degrees warmer than the monthly average. And the Polish city of Korbielov and Yevornik in the Czech Republic both saw thermometers hitting 19 degrees, compared to the low single digits people usually expect in January. Several countries, including Denmark and Latvia, saw unexpected temperatures in the teens, and highs of 20 degrees in Switzerland are affecting ski resorts across the Alps. The exceptional heat is due to the arrival of a warm air mass from the west coast of Africa. Meteorologists have described the weather as historic. The warm spell follows a record warm year in many parts of Europe, and experts say it provides yet another example of how human-caused climate change is increasing the frequency and intensity of such extraordinary weather events. Marvel's superhero actor Jeremy Renner says he was messed up after being run over by his own snowplow. Mr. Renner posted a selfie on Instagram from his hospital bed in the U.S. state of Nevada showing heavy bruising on his face. The sheriff in the town of Reno, Darren Balam, says the incident, which took place on a private mountain road near Lake Tahoe, appeared to be a tragic accident. Mr. Renner's personal vehicle which was being driven by a family member, had become snuck in the snow near his home. Mr. Renner went to retrieve his piston bully, or snowcat, an extremely large piece of snow removal equipment weighing at least 14,330 pounds in an effort to get his vehicle moving. After successfully towing his personal vehicle from its stuck location, Mr. Renner got out of his piston bully to speak to his family member. At this point, it was observed that the piston bully started to roll. In an effort to stop the rolling piston bully, Mr. Renner attempts to get back into the driver's seat of the piston bully. Based on our investigation, it's at this point that Mr. Renner is run over by the piston bully. Family members of the Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin, said they are deeply moved by the fan support after he suffered a cardiac arrest during a primetime NFL game. Hamlin is still in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital. He collapsed during the first quarter of the game between the Bills and the Bengals, which was abandoned and will not resume this week. Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin says he's known Hamlin since he was 12. Man, it's a really personal thing for me, uh, being a Pittsburgher. And that young man being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Um, just got a lot of respect and love for him as a human being. Um, his commitment to the pursuit of his uh, goals and dreams of doing what it is he's doing right now, which is playing in the NFL. And to watch him make personal decisions and, and, and make that a realization, um, it's just an honor to get to know young people like that. And to finish our news, a reminder of our top stories. RTHK has learned that the government is hoping to open the checkpoints at Lak Machau and Mankam To, as well as the Hong Kong-Macau ferry terminal, first, when quarantine-free cross-border travel to the mainland resumes. Hong Kong mourns the passing of the renowned canto-pop composer Joseph Koo, and the accountancy firm PwC says it expects the government to record a budget deficit of $109 billion this fiscal year. The news from RTHK. Radio Free Heavenly shades of night are falling 
It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time and wherever you're listening to us, a very good evening to you from Hong Kong. Thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time with me, Peter King. Mondays to Fridays, 11.15 to midnight. 45 minutes of music just to relax and chill to. The first one for you tonight is Keely Smith. And if you'd like a song, send an email to radiopete at gmail. Yeah. 